Andrew Penland of Light the Fire Joins the Antidote. Good to have you here, Andrew. Thank you, Dave. How are you? Great. Cool. Listen, I got to tell you, I'm a latecomer to the music of Light the Fire. So I only know a few of the details. How about sharing about how the band was formed? So, um, okay. So initially, I'm actually the founding member of the band. I was in a uh, band out of Dallas that uh, named System Overload that had a lot of regional success. And uh, we were about to sign a record deal and, you know, things happen with bands as they always do. And it <laughs> fell apart. Yeah, yeah. So it fell apart and I just wasn't done yet. And over the course of my journey with that band, I had made a lot of contacts with a lot of musicians in our area that I was like, I want to start a band with those guys. So I kind of like assembled a band and named it Light the Fire. And, you know, fast forward six years later, we're here where we are now. So that's kind of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, take us back then to the recording of the Note to Self EP. What were you aiming for on that release? Um, honestly, that was just to uh, try to find a sound and... Uh, and get a group of guys together focused in on recording an album, you know, touring an album, and developing a band. No, I don't think any band ever starts out like knowing exactly what you're going to be until you just kind of get in, in there together and work together as a group. You know, you focus and you form and you experiment. You know, it's kind of like a baby, you know, it doesn't come out of the womb initially like, knowing what it's going to be when it's an adult, you know, it's trial and error. And right then it was just kind of like start a new band, record an album, play some shows and kind of, you know, go in a new direction and see where it would take us. You know, the funny thing about so many bands is that their original release, like they're totally embarrassed by it. How do you feel about that release looking back on it? Um, I'm embarrassed about it in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no, in, in, in some ways, yeah, I am. But, I mean, like, I'm proud of it, too, because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. So, um, you know, like, obviously, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Well, the sound of Light the Fire went for a big change between those early EPs and your first full-length Lost at Sea. You know, because the band fits into a sort of a narrow niche in the metal scene. Electro-post-hardcore. How did that come about? Um, we, uh, one, of, one of the original members who is our guitar player on the first two EPs, who is very into the, like, Avenged Sevenfold, like, Guitar Hero vibe stuff, um, he, he decided he wanted to leave the band. And that's partly because he was ready to move on to something else, but also partly because me and Felix, who, who's our current guitar player now, who's been with me since EP number one, note to self, um, we were just ready to go a different direction that still incorporated some of the early sounds of Light the Fire, but, you know, started interjecting in the uh, electronic side of stuff and, uh, you know, also, our drummer, Blake, he wasn't on Note to Self, but he came into the band on the Light the Fire EP, our second album. He's really into the DJ EDM side of things. So, like, he was wanting to inject some of that into it. And when Ryan exited after the uh, Light the Fire EP, 
it was partly because me, Felix, and Blake were really very focused on, you know, intertwining the electric dance core kind of stuff to it, and then simplifying the music to where it wasn't so guitar-driven. It was more vocal beat. That was primarily when I feel like we actually found our sound as, you know, as what we sound like today. Well, then I guess that raises the point. What was the reaction from your fans about this change in style? Um, We lost some, but we also gained a lot more. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it, all of us in this band, we don't want to put out the same record every time. So every time we uh, release something, you know, there's going to be a core group of people that stick with us because they've been there since day one. And then there's going to be some people who they just don't like the next record. But, you know, you're not trying to make the same record twice because you're getting stagnant as an artist when you do that. Well, talk about not making things the same. You know what really surprised me about Light the Fire was that you did a cover of that early 80s Scorpions tune, No One Like You. (laughs) I mean, I've got to know, were any of the band members of Light the Fire even born in that decade? Yeah, uh, some of us were, some of us weren't. So, um, <laughs> You're giving your age that, away. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I'll put it this way. All of us were born after that song came out. I, I can tell you that right now. But um, honestly, how that came about is we went and recorded our second EP up in Massachusetts at Zing Studios, which that's where, you know, Killswitch Engage recorded at, A Day to Remembers recorded there, Devil Wears Prada, all wow. uh yeah it, a lot of really important metal metal core you know pop core records have come out of that studio um while we were there uh we got asked to do a cover tune from the 80s for a uh, breast cancer benefit compilation and we all kind of were you know sitting around talking about you know bands from the 80s that we liked that hadn't really been covered and the scorpions came up and you know most of us were like, oh, yeah, that's a song my dad used to you know, make me listen to kind of thing. <laughs> so we decided, well, we want to be on this compilation. It benefits breast cancer awareness and all that, which that's cool. It hits close to home with some of us. So, like, you know, we were like, okay, let's do No One Like You and just because it's a cool song. And, and we kind of had a, a good idea of where we wanted to go with it. And honestly, what's on that cover that's recorded as it is, is pretty much exactly what we were going for when, when we decided to go record that song. And you gave it a real twist, because it just gradually builds and builds. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun cover for a, a good cause. Let's get back to talking about that blend of music styles. Okay. What happens before you're set at a show? I mean, do you just head up on stage and tell the crowd, okay, dancing on the right side of the venue, moshing on the left? Uh, not quite. Like, we just kind of do our own thing. Like, and uh, it's, you know, uh, a lot of people know, we're known primarily as a fun band live. Like, we're not that band that's, you know, like trying to be the tough guys, you know, nothing like that. Like, you come to a show, we're known for having a good time on stage. You can see the way we interact with each other, we interact with the crowd, all that sort of thing. And even going back to like the Note to Self era where we sounded more like the Guitar Hero twin lead kind of band, we used to always come out to like a rap song or a top 40 pop song or whatever as an <laughs> intro. 
just because you know like if you can get the crowd dancing and moving a little bit that fun like vibe in the air it's going to make for a great show because everyone's in a good mood at that point okay well if it's just for fun that way then when you're building the songs creating them Mm -hmm. are you being serious about it or is it just a fun time again uh that part we are very serious as artists like i mean and you can dig into the lyrics on stuff and see that part of it is we view the the music thing as a very emotional experience you go to a live show because you're there to have fun you know you're interacting with other people and you know typically you know some people are drinking and you know it's kind of a party environment that's what a live show is but like when you're writing and creating music like that's coming from an artistic point of view that's a very serious nature because you're expressing yourself emotionally in a way you might not be able to speak about necessarily face to face does that ever make you uncomfortable it's scary yeah when you're writing the song and you're feeling an emotion like you admit things through your music that you might not want to talk about your best friends or your family or anything like that. Yeah, it's definitely putting yourself out there, especially when it may not be just your friends and family that hear it. It might be the whole world for all you know. Okay, we've been talking about recording. Now, Light the Fire have just released the new album, Ascension. Is there a difference between what's on Ascension compared to your previous full length? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's very different in the fact of we've touched on a whole lot of topics lyrically that weren't on Lost at Sea. Lost at Sea, we were, you know, kind of opening Pandora's box a little bit, like, you know, peeking into it with, uh, you know, what we were willing to let out, like, through our lyrics. And Ascension is just, like, busting it wide open and it's full throttle like here's some problems we've all experienced in our lives as band members and and as people and some of it's really ugly and some of it's really dark but at the same time it's all written from a positive perspective to try to let people know they're not alone well because that's what i was finding with the album i found the tracks on ascension seem to switch from being quite uplifting to being a downer and then back up again i mean it's mm-hmm. almost bipolar right and and it, within this band you've got a, a core group of guys that have dealt with uh depression and you know addiction and all, all those things and we've pulled ourselves out of it but at the same time music that's been a center piece for all of us in this band of our lives And music helped heal and get all of us through those dark times. And when we were sitting around talking about what we wanted to do on this next record, we were like, it would be cool to write the record that the 16-year-old kid that's going through those dark times that we all went through listens to, and it helps him through or helps her through. You know, And we, we aren't pretentious and arrogant to think that you know, we're just the next big rock gods or anything. That's not what I'm saying. Like, even if it helps one person, like, have a better day and understand they're not alone, and that's, it's a common struggle for, you know, multiple people, maybe if it helps them and gets them to where they need to be, then we've done our job. 
I think that really comes across on the lead single from Ascension, Strong Mind, Fragile Heart. I mean, it's a killer track. Thanks. <laughs> the song talks about building up people who are beaten down. So when you were talking about recording this, that was coming from a personal perspective? That song in particular is not from my personal perspective, but what I can tell you is I I do relate to it, and when several of my other members brought those lyrics and that whole thing to the table, it was an instantaneous like, yes, 100% yes. That's actually the lyrics about the guy in the first verse and the lyrics about the girl in the second verse Mm -hmm. and all that. It actually pertains to real-life events that happen to two of our band members and people they know. Wow, that's a tough deal. It's, it's as honest as it gets. I've got to ask about the name of the opening song for the album. I did some checking online about NPWF, and all I came up with was the National Partnership for Women and Families, or the Nigeria Professional Wrestling Federation. Now, I've got to guess that neither one of those have anything to do with the song. Well, we are a bunch of Nigerian wrestlers. So okay, that explains it. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, um, it's, uh, it stands for something personal for our band. And uh, whatever meaning you want to attach to it, go for it. Okay, I like the wrestling. Okay, cool. It's got a lot more zip than just the thing about families. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how we were talking about the songs and saying how, you know, some were so positive and some fell into a negative context. And I really guess an example is the song Entity. It has Mm -hmm. lyrics that read, I fell in love with an entity that can't be felt or seen. Lately, it's been the only one that's there for me. I think the point of no return is where I'm uncomfortable. So let's face it, I will be the one who never learns. Man, that's depressing. (laughs) Yeah, that song is completely about addiction and how it can rip you apart. Like I said, everybody in this band has struggled with something of that nature before and has come out on the other side. That was an expression of, you know, that rock bottom place you can hit. Nothing else matters except that one thing that's controlling your life at that point. Well, to follow up on that, it seems like the title track, Ascension, is actually a counterpoint to Entity. You, you would be correct. Ascension is when you hit that rock bottom and you realize there's more to life than this. Now, granted, Ascension can be taken two ways, and honestly, it was written from two perspectives. From one perspective of where, you know, like you take the lyrics of a song like Entity, where you've hit rock bottom. When you go to Ascension and you read those lyrics, it can be taken from the perspective of someone who's at rock bottom, and you're looking to, you know, a higher power or, you know, God or what have you to pull you out of it because, you know, it can't be your fault. Like, as an addict, it's everyone else's fault but their own. They put themselves there. So, whereas Ascension can also be taken from the perspective of you found meaning, you found God, you found religion, you you found hope, and you appreciate that 
because of where you had been at rock bottom, you know, like, and what the lyrics of Entity deal with. What about the Ascension album? Is there an overall impression Light the Fire wants the release to have on listeners? Just a uh, complex array of emotions. Um, You know, just understanding that, you know, life is a very ugly thing to live sometimes. Like, and as human beings, we're flawed. I mean, we are terribly flawed. And you're going to make mistakes and you're going to go down the wrong path sometimes and you're going to, you know, like hit that rock bottom. But that doesn't mean it has to be over. And it's okay that some days are going to be bad days because there are going to be a lot of good days too. And not to beat yourself up too much about it, even though you want to, because you're a human at the end of the day. Like you are going to screw up. It's just nothing's the end of the road. You just got to keep fighting. One of my personal favorite movies is uh, Rocky Balboa, the last one, where you know he's talking about it's not about how hard you can hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's essentially what this album's about. And you know, no matter how dark uh, you know the night can get, there's always a sunrise tomorrow. It's funny that you brought up that analogy of using the movie Rocky Balboa. In the film, Stallone is really playing an aging sports figure who's actually a mentor for almost every younger person in the neighborhood. Do you think that would also fit with you? Uh, I Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, all of us in this band, you know, we're not uh, teenagers by any means. You know, we've, we've been around the block a little bit. and uh, But we all were those teenagers. And we all, you know went through a lot of different things that have brought us here. And it doesn't seem like that long ago at all that, you know, all of us were struggling with, you know, being a teenager and being depressed and all that. And I mean, we still all deal with it, you know, even mid twenties, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of one of those deals. Like it's just wanting to let them know and let people know overall, actually that it's going to be okay. And it doesn't matter what age you are, you're always going to be struggling with this, And but you're not alone, and, you know, it will be okay. Before we finish our talk, I really want to learn about the band name, Light the Fire. What kind of a fire is the band trying to light? Um, <laughs> good question. When we, uh, when we named the band Light the Fire, the whole point, it's like, self-belief and self-preservation ascension i really feel like is our coming out album like we've really achieved what we were setting out to do with message included so i think light the fire and the lyrics on ascension go very much perfectly hand in hand and corresponding when we named the band light the fire it was about you know not looking for outside approval and you know self-worth it was looking within yourself and lighting that fire within yourself to go out into the world and, you know, make a difference starting with you, not, you know, looking for other people to make it happen. It's about you. If there's something you want to see done, you be the change and lighting that fire within yourself. And then, you know, passing on that flame to other people, because, you know, if you can go be a leader by example, and other people see that 
and they want to be like that, you can make a massive change just from starting within yourself and believing in yourself. Andrew, I'd love for you to do something. What about choosing a Light the Fire song to close the show and, and tell us why? Um, I Not the only one is the one I would pick. And the reason why is there is a lot of depth to that song lyrically. We actually just released a lyric video for it as well. But um, it's uh, in a world today where, you know, broken families unfortunately are a uh are more common than not like anyone who's been through something like that will probably a hundred percent be able to relate to this song as well as giving props to the people that weren't necessarily uh you know the uh biological parent but they stepped up and uh you know loved you like a child awesome well, Andrew, it's been great having you and Light the Fire on the Antidote. Listen, thanks a lot for coming on and talking about your music and the new album, Ascension. Thank you so much, Dave. I really, really appreciate it, man.